Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are excited to be here today. I'm here with my diversity hire, my DEI initiative herself, uh, producer Andrea, who was only hired 100% because of our dedication to diversity. Uh, she has she has been everything from a uh, pregnant Asian woman with an abortion uh, <laughs> to a pregnant Asian man with abortions and everything in between. She has been a he, a she, a them, a zim, a z, a they. And uh, what are you today, Andrea? What, what are you feeling like today? Um, you know... <laughs> I need to know how to address you properly. I don't exhausted. know if I don't know your pronouns. I mean, I'm you know. very exhausted with having to change my identity every day, but I know it's. Well, important. you don't have to. You can go yeah. back to something you've already been. Yeah. Um, I can't. Who am I to judge I, your your identity? I keep doing more research, and I just found a new glossary. This one's sexualdiversity.org. Oh, will you send that to me? I need to look at that. <laughs> yes, I will. I will send it over to you. Um. There's a lot that on this one that's scary. I don't know. It's not giving me like the definitions. Tum tum, two spirit, trigender, travesty. So again, I don't have these definitions. Uh, Warrior, wink it. Um, woman of trans experience. That's that sounds like a uh. like a Broadway play or something. Woman of trans experience. That's what I'll be today. Can I be a woman of trans experience? Sure. Sure, and I don't I've know had, what that exactly means. Abortions, but it sounds like it's good for diversity. Yeah, I don't really know what that means, but um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take a look. Exgender, exgender, xenogender. Yeah. I'm getting out of the A's. I'm going down the alphabet. So I'm, I, see, I'm I found this. I, I see what you're mm -hmm. looking at. Oh, this mm -hmm. is a very good. Oh, we're going to definitely. This is important, right? Because we got yeah. my buddy. My buddy Joey's coming on here in just a second, and you know. It, as, as a diversity hire, you bring some of this to the table, but Joey's actually fighting to keep this away from our kids. Yeah, God bless uh, him. You know, to prevent them from becoming, uh, for example, demisexual, which demisexual. is uh, a person who feels sexual attraction only once a strong emotional bond is formed. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I don't, uh, demisexual. So, yeah. That's what you're teaching our children. And that's yeah, what well, you're right. I, I, and I think we'll have to ask Joey, but I think he's also trying to keep them um, from from drag kings, which I didn't know was oh. a thing. Oh, but God. a drag king is uh, 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 typically a woman who temporarily dresses in men's clothing and acts with exaggerated masculinity during a performance. Oh. Um, so I didn't know that drag kings were a thing. Do we have drag king uh, story hour? I mean, aren't are we being hmm. are we being discriminatory here? That's true. I mean, the drag story hour seems to only be one way. It's a it's a man dressed as a woman with like an excessive amount of makeup on. What about what about like women wanting to be bears? Uh oh. Uh oh, oh short, stack. <laughs> short stack. Short stack just came in with a hit on Joey. Yeah. Uh, Frankie yeah. knows Joey. We're all here in Nevada together, so yeah, well, she, she can dish it to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joey yeah, yeah. No. Drag King. Hmm. Yeah, well, but so so you know, I mean, I just 
this is really a big deal. And I, like I said, so we'll have Joey on here in just a second, but this is a foundational thing. And Joey is doing work uh, with the schools and things like that. And I think that's a really big deal. And, you know, it's a, it's interesting because our other friend, uh, Brooke Westlake, who is, uh, you know, a, a warrior, and she's been fighting on the vaccine issue for her kids, but she's also, you know, fighting to protect kids from this uh, this gender nonsense. I mean, we've got quite a cadre of people here who are pretty strongly of the belief that, that this is an important thing, and it is, right? As we talk about our children, as we talk about this, you know, it, it's... It's amazing. You know, they want to put our kids in school. They want our kids to be able to uh, make decisions about their health on their own in terms of transitioning or detransitioning. But they don't want them, for example, in Brooke's case, uh, you know, I think there's a question to be asked, you know, can her kid decide he doesn't want the vaccine? But we'll yeah. get to all that. I want to, before I get any further, though, I want to get, I want to bring Joey on. So, guys, for any of you that don't know, Joey Gilbert, he ran for governor in uh, Nevada. He's a lawyer. He's fought on the COVID stuff. <clears throat> he's fought with me. He's been on cases with me. Uh, he's he's just been a, he's been a warrior on this, you know. And uh, certainly, uh, you know, he's he's just he's been through been through the ringer, frankly. Uh, but that's the way it is, right? And I think one of the most important things for to understand about Joey is. All of us who fought this fight, right? We've all fought with issues where we get attacked, we get this, we get that. But the question for me isn't whether we're going to get attacked. The question is, where do we go from there, right? I get attacked every day, but I'm still fighting. This is the thing that I appreciate about Joey. Joey's been through hell and back fighting this fight. He's done what he thought was right. He's done it the best he knew how, and uh, he's still standing. So I'm I'm real proud of that because at the end of the day, none. Uh, last I checked, none of us are Jesus, so we all make mistakes. And uh, the question isn't whether whether you make mistakes. And sometimes you get credit for making mistakes even when you don't. You know, you get attacked. Uh, but but well, Joey's you're a CIA to... operative, so you know. Yeah. Go well, yeah. Yeah. By the way, I'm a, I'm a CIA operative yeah. working for the FBI and informing uh, the Stasi or something. I don't know. You I know, you're I... over the target when you get those type of hits. Yeah. Well. All right. So here is, without further ado, uh, my my brother Joey. How are you doing? Hello. Joey? Hello. Look at this. The show. The hey. The show got more handsome, right? This yeah. is the goal, right? I, you got you got me. I scare children with my face, and then uh, you know we bring producer Andrea on. That helps. Now we got you on. We're gonna we're we're going for the uh, the get people to watch because we're cute today thing. I'm just glad you did such an outstanding diversity hire. It was needed, you know. Well, unfortunately, that the whole toxic masculinity thing that I got kind of ruins my ability to. Uh, you're an ugly, you know, white caveman racist you needed to bring in. Did, did I just get called out as being ugly? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Your words, your words. Wow. I mean. Viking with an axe. You you're know, way, way too toxically masculine. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and producer Andrea in her previous life, uh, you know, helped with your campaign. She I did. mean, did you did you take this kind of abuse, Joe? <laughs> I actually did. It was unfortunate. I was very sad some days, but <laughs> did you did you get? But you got through it. We just plugged along. We got it done for the yeah. kids, for well, the kids yeah. in the country. 
Well, it, you, you guys did a heck of a job. You definitely caused a huge disruption out there. Um, and in light of the abuse that you apparently had to take from your campaign manager, who just told me I'm ugly, uh, uh, you know, I, I admire that. So, so what you got going on, Joey? What, what, what's you, oh, what do you got happening? What do I have going on? Well, you know, every day is, is, you know, sheer excitement as usual. So we're fighting just the, the typical nonsense you see across this country. The, the, I like to call it the, the BS, but you know, I mean, anywhere you go, you know, you have to put up with this nonsense where, you know, it's, I've been telling everybody this, I, I said it first with black lives matter. I said it wouldn't be around three to four years. And I'm saying the same thing about this uh, transgender affirmation garbage. You know, the data is catching up to it quicker than they imagined. You know, you got seven countries that have essentially banned these type of transition surgeries, gender affirmation surgeries. But yet you still see people saying, oh, it's not that big of a deal or, or Joe, you're mean. You know, you're a bully or you pay. No, no, it's not about that. Why should the 99 percent have to kowtow and kneel to people that have legitimate mental health illnesses? It, it's, it, it used to be. On the DM, DSM-4 and then coming to the DSM-5, it was categorized very simply as a mental health condition. Now, yeah. obviously, for insurance and to make it softer, they, they've gotten rid of it. So there's like no uh, pathological or, or what do they call it? It's a pathology. But there really is. At the end of the day, yeah. you know, Tom, we talk about it back in it and however long ago it was that they stopped giving you know surgeries on people's heads, you know, going yeah. in there messing with their brain, you know, because it, it, it was a mental health issue, you know. And so at yeah. the end of the day... I laugh because, you know, let's talk about that for a second. You know, um, if genitals don't make your gender, then why are we hacking them off? And yeah. why are we trying to build them? You know, why That's are we taking point. skin from a forearm? I mean, it just, it's so ridiculous when you really boil it down and say, okay, hold on a second. So if genitor, genitals don't affirm who you are or they don't matter who you are, then why is the big thing to have bottom or top surgery done if it's not a deal? So it's just, it's so, they can't even answer a question without making fools of themselves. So at the end of the day, what am I doing? I picked a fight with probably the biggest thing. I mean, we went from Sue and Fauci together and yep. sec def and the rest of these clowns to now it's like, I happened to catch something. I went out, I'm working as, you know, an attorney for a school district. But what I started seeing was there was a huge move nationwide to usher in, you know, there's the, there's the uh, national Academy of school board, and then they work with their, you know, like affiliates, think of their local or state, you know, um, you know, counterparts. And what they were doing after the Biden, after they wrote letters to the Biden Department of Justice and asked for them to declare moms and dads domestic terrorists, they went, they've gone further, you know, just down this, this train. And what they were trying to do was is st stuff as far as have school board seats appointed instead of elected. Um, they're they're stripping power away from the board and delegating it to the administrative state. And right. a few years ago, people would have thought, oh, Joey, this is crazy. But now I could show you over, you know, starting in March 2020, April 2020, when there wasn't a single person in the school, when the parents weren't in there, they were ushering in new laws, new bylaws, changing things and taking power from the people through their elected representatives and handing it to the uh, whether it's the superintendent, the administrators. And so we caught this and and it was prevalent throughout Nevada. And I'll tell you this right now, Tom, you know where I'm going with this. If they were able to do this in an 80% red county where I'm at, imagine what they did across the country. Oh, so, no. you know, one of the things that got me a huge target over my head, why the ACLU is chomping at the bit to come sue me, 
and they're just, you know, at, they're, they're just begging for a fight that they're not going to want. I can't wait to engage these clowns because the data doesn't lie. And just like we were able to do with COVID, eventually proved that the PCR tests were bullshit. The vaccine never worked and did a thing. In fact, was much more dangerous and harmful that there was, you know, early treatment medication, that there were all kinds of things that the ventilators didn't work. That they, I mean, all this stuff could have been done much differently. Well, now fast forward, I've been able to see all of this was a plan. We knew of this from long on because yep. how did they know to immediately, as soon as they had the opportunity, without parents in there, without the public, to come screaming in, start changing bylaws, you know, switching things around, doing everything they could to usher in the administrative state. And basically, like they said, what they were trying to do is make sure it didn't matter what board got in, that they had the superintendent they wanted, the people, the, the, the players they wanted set up around the table. So it really didn't matter if school boards were getting flipped across the nation because what did smart parents do? Well, you had, and you know this, because there was parents like you and me and Andrea across the country when they didn't listen to us parents and they kept stuffing our kids in masks and testing them and trying to get them vaccinated and everything else. Parents got mad as hell. They went to the school board. They tossed these clowns out as much as they could. You know, we had to be mindful of the fact that they use these mail-in ballots everywhere. And I don't care what anybody says, man. At the end of the day, you are an absolute idiot if you don't think that these mail-in ballots have had some influence or effect on, on, on what the, we the people have wanted. That's why they were brought in. Yeah. When Amazon as a, as a company makes a decision during the pandemic to not hold their annual meeting and their annual meeting vote by mail, by mail and vow because of what they deemed rampant fraud. Yeah. I'm sorry. Time out there, guys. So what does that tell you? So all I want to say is even though the parents and we the people were pissed, and they went in there to flip these seats and they were able to be successful on a lot of them. There were, and we were successful in our areas because in some of these smaller counties, they weren't able to do some of the stuff they were able to do in some of the bigger counties like Clark and Washoe. And by that, I mean using mail-in ballots. And it's as simple stuff as they were segregating ballots that, you know, weren't being used or got returned or, and I know this because I had people from the post office tell me about it. I had election workers from Las Vegas tell us about it. You know, whether it was some crazy plan or they just knew who to go to. And when ballots were left over, mailed back, returned, they, they, they segregated them and they used them. And when yep. they had close races that were a few thousand ballots, they had their, their surplus. And they brought them in. Shit, that's why they had to shut down the count, you know, in 2020 and drive ballots from New York to Pennsylvania. I yep. mean, it's really simple. So at the end of the day, Tom, I've kind of uncovered a bunch of stuff was I went in there to start, you know, doing what the new board asked me to do. But before I could get there, I said to my team, we need to do some due diligence and look what happened here. So we started looking back through all the meetings that were on zoom from March, 2020. And my girl, she watched, I mean, hundreds of hours of YouTubes of these videos and we saw it. So over the last six months now, in the last three months, more importantly, we flipped these bylaws back. We gave the power back to the board, essentially back to the people. And like I've said at the meeting, I've pissed some people off. But I say, you know what? If you're offended, be offended. Be offended. If you don't like these guys and the fact that they hired me, run for school board, get them out, and fire me. And until that happens, tough luck. It is what it is. So, you know, and we're moving down the line here because it's everything. It's test scores. It's the material that's in the schools. It's transgender you know, individuals, which again, mentally ill, mental health, you know, problems, you know, uh, you know. Well, and let's not everywhere. overlook, Joey, that's still in there, right? 
I mean, yeah. so the Merck manuals, they still, they still, gender dysphoria disorder is a mental illness. Yeah. And, it, you know, there's no way to argue this, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you've got a situation where you've got a person and they're, they're allowing children who haven't even come close to reaching a level of maturity. And we don't let kids decide whether they want to have a, a beer. Well, Tom, you, just, you, you just said that. So does that mean Ayala, who's out on the trampoline right now, can she decide her own bedtime now? Does yeah. she wants to go for a beer? Can, you know what? Maybe it's New Year's coming up. Can she, yeah. she grab some blow, line up some lines on the table and well, do some, not? some bangers? I mean, but again, that's what these people are saying. Think about think how insane well, that is. I, I know. Well, here's the thing, right? So you want a kid who we're going to say isn't allowed to vote, isn't allowed to decide whether or not to buy a beer, isn't allowed to decide whether or not to gun, gun, join the military. You know, but but this kid should be able to decide to get an adedictomy surgery or a weenie removal and uh, then have lifelong health troubles from these, these hormones and all these different things. And then we're going to pay for these lifelong health troubles. And, you know, how many times did we have buyer's remorse on this? I mean, if you talk to the, to people who've been through this, a lot of these kids end up with buyer's remorse and, you know, but we're going to let them do that. Right now at the yeah. same time, when we talk and, you know, you and I have been talking about to Brooke Westlake about what we can do to help her with her case. And, uh, you know, she's got an interesting thing where, uh, you know, she's went to the Nevada Supreme Court and the Nevada Supreme Court said that, you know, uh, dad can can force forcefully vaccinate her kids, even though she doesn't want it. And, uh, you know, uh, this and other. Now, I have a real question, though, and you and I are talking about this as a case, and I don't know whether or not this is going to happen. We'll see what happens on this. But, you know, we've been talking about, well, wait a second. Wait a second. If a child is allowed to make a decision about whether or not they want to take gender affirming care or do these sorts of things without parental consent in a school, does, wouldn't that inherently mean that that child, if they don't want to get a vaccine, should be able to make that decision too? 100%. So I, I think it's going to be an interesting thing. And I'm curious, uh, you know, if we can bring this in front of the courts, I'm very interested in seeing what the courts have to say. Are you going to tell us that a kid can decide to get their wiener cut off, but can't decide whether or not they want to get a vaccine? How are you going to well, make I mean, Tom, that? It's, it's actually, it's actually worse than that too. When you think about it like this, so they're going to decide, remember children can't decide the parent they want to live with, but now they can decide that they want to have their junk whacked off. So isn't that, and if one parent is more receptive over that, over the other, aren't they then defaulting to another parent? Oh, hold on a second here now. I mean, let's put this in perspective. So mom thinks you can be a, a, a girl, you know, and put you in a, it'll, in a little princess dress and does your nails. Dad thinks it's hogwash. It's nonsense. Get the hell out of that. He wants to cut your hair. All of a sudden, mom now is the pre preferred uh, parent. So they're by, by, you know, a long shot now. They're yep. going to be essentially deciding which parent is better over another based on some nonsense. Yep. So, I mean, this is much deeper than people think. Because yeah. like you said, they're going to be be able to choose their parent. They're going to be able to now choose their sex. And But if they don't want a vaccine, then then the parent gets to step in and, and vote for them. I mean, what's going on here? Well, this is an absolute nightmare. And, uh, you know, it's something that, yeah, I... We, we've got to we've got to address this right now. Part of the thing is is and there's always going to be a certain reality, 
the parents are going to have to take responsibility for educating their kids and getting their kids to say no to these things and this, that, and other. The kids got to be able to stand on their own two feet to an extent. And one thing that I think is we as parents, and this is natural, right? So, I mean, everybody on this, all, all three of us are parents, right? I got my two, Andrea's got her two, you got Ayala, you know, so as parents, we all want to protect our kids and make sure that they're safe and protect all these different things. But at the same time, you got to understand that these kids are, uh, they're going to be exposed to bad things. And so if we don't give them the tools, if we overprotect them, if we don't give them the tools to tell a bad guy to go to hell, well, then they're going to, they're not going to be able to do it. Right. So, I mean, there's a little bit of that, but we got to get the courts and the schools and the bureaucrats out of family life. Why are they pushing religion? Why are they pushing uh, sexuality? Why are they pushing? I need them to teach my kids to read and write and do some math and science. Right. Uh, That's, I don't need the school to have anything to do with how I'm raising my child to become a good person or whatever I want my kid to be. That's my business. And the school's got to get out of the business of, of uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Well, we can't teach uh, religion, but we can teach your kid how to be anti-religious, right? Exactly. Well, they're, uh, they're, they're putting tampons in the boys' bathrooms. Luckily, yeah. on this call, our children, Iola is one of the smartest people in the world, in my opinion. She knows. She, she, I mean, she laughs at all of this. My kid's the same thing. My kid's like, don't even want to watch another Disney movie. They're disgusted by it. They see it. So they're putting tampons in the boys' bathrooms. Luckily, there's a lot of kids that are like disgusted by it and calling it out. But like you're saying, this is they're attacking them at a young level on purpose. It's a brainwashing yeah. agenda. And 100%. for people to not be as upset as we are, I mean, I'm upset because... This is they, there's a reason why they're attacking our children, and there's a reason why they're attacking them so young, and they're attacking the vulnerable of our population. Every single parent should be up in arms about this. Every single parent should be fighting this fight like you guys are. Well, and and I gotta and let me do my plug real quick. Show sponsored by well me. Uh, so you know we're asking go to tomrens.com. We're trying to get donations and support. We want to launch a lawfare. We want to support cases. We want to do all these things. We're performing lawfare, legal, political PR. We need your support to do it. We get by primarily on donations. We, we've got some sponsors up there. Support our sponsors. Go to TomRens.com. We need 100,000 people, $20 a month. We'll be able to launch lawfare in a massive initiative. We're getting there. More people are supporting us every day, and we're getting there, and it's growing, and I'm grateful. And the more we have, the more we're doing, right? So that that's going to continue going. We're working on a bunch of big things. We're working. On, it's it's very exciting. So please, timerens.com, twenty bucks a month. Uh, so support our work. Support what we're doing, and uh, share the America Out Loud Network, the Tom Renz Show. Uh, we run every night there. Uh, hit share on this. You know our Rumble, our Twitter feeds. Hit share, 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 share. Get this stuff out there. You want to hear what's going on? You want to support? Uh, what we're doing, well, you got to get it out there first, right? We need the people to know. People don't realize what they're doing to our kids in school. They don't realize what's happening. They don't realize that, you know, that your kid, you know, do you want them to let, want to let them decide uh, to get a vaccine? That's fine. You want to get them to decide not to. Well, you know, the school may, may not be okay with that. So anyways, TomRens.com, support us.
cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix Rx throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix Rx banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system becomes less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's Chief Medical Board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Well, the out loud truth was the rallying call that started it all. AmericaOutloud.news was an idea, a movement, a place where folks would feel comfortable speaking the truth without being censored or canceled. The First Amendment is alive and well. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity.
so so Joey, you're you're working hard on this. I mean, are you seeing any any success? Are you are you guys making any progress getting some of this stuff out of the schools? Well, I mean, more than anything, it's just the awareness that people didn't, you know, they should say, oh, that's not an issue there. Um, that's not a big thing. Having, you know, men and women sports until the very next day, it's an issue, you know, and there's yeah. and there's a kid because that's what they're doing. You know, and people are ridiculous to not to think that they are, you know, these kids, the ones with the mental health issue are being encouraged by other people with mental health issues to go test things and push them on and create problems because at the end of the day, you know, you can see the program. You can see what they're doing. So what we're trying to do is make sure the awareness is out there, put the, the, the you know, things in place so that we can eventually put through a policy like this. And, you know, I know that it's going to be a fight with the ACLU, but bring it on. Like I said, in, in a few years with seven countries now, all the, all the Scandinavian countries are doing it. I believe it's also Australia. I believe New Zealand, even in the UK, they're warning now that, you know, as you know, this gender affirmation surgery is a 19X. We used to talk about this stuff during the pandemic. Yep. Oh, hey, if these kids get a vaccine, it's going to be a, they're four times more likely to not just catch COVID, but catch COVID and do and do worse from it. Or the all the other, you know, um, you know, adverse events that could happen. Yep. Well, now it's a 19X. That's a 19X times more likely to self-harm or to, you know, um, attempt suicide if you get these gender affirmation surgeries. Why? Because you're young. You have no idea what you're doing. You're putting your body through these, you know, you know, things that can never be healed again from you'll, you'll never be able well, to have kids. You're screwing up your bones. I'm interrupting you right there because I, I don't think we can overstate what you just said. So understand for everybody watching, understand that the premise behind pushing this gender bull crap were some fake studies done just like they did with COVID, just like they did with COVID. They lied about the science. They miss, they, they put together fake studies and they said, well, these will, these will reduce suicides. That's absolutely the opposite. What Joey said is correct. 19 times more likely to be a part of self-harm or suicide if you do this. They are destroying our kids. They're giving them, they're exacerbating mental illness. They're grooming mental illness. You know, there's in psychology, you've got nature, nurture, right? Mental illness uh, develops sometimes out of nature, sometimes out of nurture, sometimes out of a combination. And, uh, uh, and yes, I've talked to my psychiatry friends about this. That's not my, my work, obviously. Uh, so we're grooming mental illness into our children. Then we're supporting that mental illness getting worse. And then we're surprised when they kill themselves or self-harm or, the, or turn into a school shooter like Nashville. I mean, yeah, th this is absurd. It's absurd. And I also, Joey, I want to take what you just said. It's super important. Joey talked about raising awareness and making sure people know. Lawfare. We always talk about lawfare on this show as a three-part thing. Legal work. Strate which means strategic litigation, legislative work, passing laws, political work, and PR or public education activation. We have to have the public involved in demanding, demanding that this stuff be removed from the schools. If you're in a red county, if you're in a very red county, you need to go to your school board and you need to find out exactly what they're teaching. And you should know that, uh, Joey, have you seen this in some of the school boards where they have the... Uh, they put out uh, the the uh, HR rules that the teachers aren't allowed to talk about the fact that they're that they're pushing this this tranny gay agenda stuff in the schools. 
or they get fired? Yeah, I mean, look, the teachers are are um, told not to do certain things or say certain things. It's also most troubling, which is the stuff we're handling right now, is not being able to tell parents that their child wants to come to school and use the gender closet and the parents aren't going to know about the pronouns. The parents aren't going to know about the new name. I mean, this is all fantasy land. I mean, we've got people in high places whose, you know, you know, son decided they wanted to become a daughter and vice versa. And I mean, it could just never happen at the end of the day. What are you doing? How are you affirming this delusion? You know, and how can you even be a part of this? So yeah, they're trying to do that. We're going to snuff it out. We're going to make the County I'm in right now, the best. I really tighten things down and then we're going to start working on all the other counties. But, um, you know, we're getting calls from other districts and other states. People have seen what I've done and they couldn't believe that. Like I said, I've gone you know, to the public about it. And the media, of course, doesn't cover an ounce of it. They no. don't even bring it up. They don't want to hear about, hey, guys, yeah, the legal bill is, uh, is a lot of money because we've had to comb through every meeting since the you know, fake pandemic and look at what you people did. And now we're turning around and that takes time. And we had to get through, get rid of a superintendent. Now we're having to hire a superintendent. We've had 47 public records requests. Three, um, you know, there's a writ of mandamus with numerous revisions being done. Okay. And then there's, I think now it's it's up in the dozen or so more um, open, lead, open meeting law complaint. Now it hasn't turned into a violation, but they're just going like crazy when these guys can't win. When they get shut down, when they lose, when their votes aren't their way, they, they just become insanely toxic, you know, just maniacs that just keep going. They try to slow everything down. They try to prevent you from conducting any business. They repeat the same stuff, shrieking and cackling and just doing everything they can to, to stop any progress, true progress, not progress progressive the way those nut jobs think, but progress in the same of, you know what? What about doing what's best for the children? Why are we not worried more about test scores? Why are we not worried more about their performance? Why are we not worried more about how they can, you know, you know, I guess, uh, interact and then become part of society? They don't give a shit. So it's all about this nonsense that, that like I said, less than a percent give a shit about. And even worse than that is, you know, it's a social contagion. The reports out of the UK show there's a 4,000% increase in young women believing that they're now a man and they're giving double mastectomies. It's a social contagion. It all started right as we were going into the pandemic. They And they did all this. They knew they were going to be creating a bunch of, of issues with mental health. So they prayed yeah. on it. And I, I tell you this, all this stuff was set up and they worked with the school board, the National Association of School Boards and their local counterparts to do this. We found it. We're going to blow it up. We're going to blow it up nationwide and we're going to take our schools back. Yes. I mean, one thing that I keep talking about, and this is with Pastor Bernadette Smith, we've talked about this. How do how do we unify? How do we get people on all sides to come together and fight for our children? Or I should say fight. It's our children that has been the biggest 100%. unifying factor. We're, those who are parents. So we saw up in Michigan, we saw Muslims and Christians come together because they were sick of this crap happening to their kids. We're seeing gays against groomers because this isn't yep. a, a gay thing this isn't about being no gay one cares. this no one is cares about, about them attacking our children so i love to focus on the word grooming we're talking about them grooming our children oh. and that's what it's about and what what i love seeing is people from every side every walk of life every religion um coming together because when it comes to our kids that's what's going to unify our movement and and help us fight for our kids and our our, our country in my opinion see that see that see what happened to sarah joey 
that's why she's a diversity hire. She's yeah. DEI queen right there. No, but but all but joking I, aside. Gays against groomers, they do great work in this arena too, because what is happening with this evil, like he's saying, it's an evil agenda to attack our children. Again, has nothing to do with gender, sex, anything like that. It's mental derangement and they're attacking our children on purpose. Well, and so here we've got, so, uh, you know, just looking at comments, we got, uh, we got Velvet Murder. Uh, yeah, I gave my kids the tools to talk about trans woke bull crap and God, and they're, they're ready for battle. And we got SS Bird. When the kids grow up and change their mind, they blame their parents for subscribing to this. Here's yeah. the thing, right? If you don't address it, they're going to blame you when they when, when this happens. Uh, but you've got to give them the tools. But we've just got to recognize it's the kids. And no, you see, even in our comments, say when the kids grow up, right? No one cares when you're 40 years old if you want to be a psycho. You know, if you're 40 years old and you want to get your weenie cut off, go for it. But you can't do this to the kids, right? You can't do this to the kids. You've got to make sure that the kids are protected. And, uh, I mean, I got to tell you, you know what's funny? This is funny to me. Um, do you know, uh, heteroflexibility, the state of a heterosexual person who may occasionally be sexually attracted to a person of the same sex. This is from our uh, sexualdiversity.org that you found, right? Mm -hmm. It's a definition. So someone, I'm guessing a college professor, who's getting paid a huge salary from the state coffers, decided to sit around and come up with a thing like the, like the word heteroflexibility and then defined it and then put it out there. So we paid for this nonsense. Then we pay more to have our uh, put into our kids' heads. And, and it leaves us with a bunch of messed up kids. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I was thinking more on the parental rights issue too and you know, divorced families and separated families. Um, there's also the, you know, the medications, right? Oh. The sex changing medications that they're giving. I, I, I've seen quite a few um, cases where one parent is able to just give them whatever drugs they think is oh. they want. I'm, I'm, my little boy wants to be a little girl. I'm going to give him these hormones. And if the father's wow. against it, it doesn't matter. They're allowed to do I'm this. I'm telling you, there's going to be a special place in hell for these people, man. Like yep. these delusional yep. idiots. And there's finding out more times than not. It's a woman. It's a woman who's got issues of her own. And so she is, you know, feeding her, her poor child, this nonsense. It's, it's actually criminal. And I, I do believe, like I said, you know, history will not look kindly upon this just like, you know, years from now, we're already seeing it. I think this is going to make it much worse. And like I said, um, the data is slowly catching up. I don't want to say slowly. It's, it's faster. They're hiding it, but there absolutely is no way around it. You cannot in good conscience, and I've watched the testimony in front of the Senate and different stuff they brought in these people. And I mean, even Dan, Dan Crenshaw, when he's hammering this one lady, he goes, you're just saying words. You're just saying words. Point to one study. Give me one study. Well, we feel we know no one gives a shit about what you think or feel. That doesn't have anything to do with this here. No. Clearly, what you think and feel is, is crazy land anyway. So that doesn't matter. But this isn't about what you think or feel. Show me the data that kids were improved by this. Well, uh oh. So you mean it's going the other direction by a landslide? And so you're not, you're just going to hide it? We're just going to yeah, step and, in there and stop it. And one crazy deranged parent, if they, if the courts say that they're the right one, can do whatever they want. There's, I have so many friends whose kids did get vaccinated and they didn't want their kids to get vaccinated. But guess what? The other parent could do it. Yeah. I well, mean, we, well, ha we have people in the freedom movement that we're talking about that at Reawaken. People like us who've been in the fight yeah. from the get-go, screaming on the, the, you know, the, the hill that we die on, these vaccines are dangerous. 
their kids are vaccinated. I'm not going to name names because I'm not going to, you know, but there were people that are on the reawaken tour that told me, oh yeah, my son right there, my, you know, they're beautiful kids sitting across from me. His mom got him forcibly vaccinated and that's why they're fighting. Yeah. It's, it's scary. It is. Well, and the, and the, the, did you see, the gender stuff is the same stuff. The, Joey, the other parent see, can go do it. Did you see earlier this week in our show, uh, we dropped the bombs. Uh, I actually showed the FDA study from 2006 uh, or, uh, not the, uh, the industry guidance. It wasn't a study. Uh, industry guidance from 2006 from the FDA, right? So it's FDA document. And it was uh, talking about delayed adverse events in gene therapies. And uh, one of those adverse events is cancer. And so all of this cancer explosion, we now have the FDA on record. Uh, I have their document from 2006 talking about delayed adverse events from gene therapies. And in it is cancer and autoimmune issues, things like that. So they knew that this was all going to happen with these vaccines. Uh, and, and it's really relevant to this, right? Because we're, we're letting people make decisions that are going to poison and kill these kids. You know, if you're making that decision as a parent, you are clearly, uh, we're, we're not in any way, shape or form looking at, you're not looking out for the kid's best interests, right? So if you're not looking out for the kid's best interests, why are you the custodial parent? Why are you making these decisions? You know, I mean, but, but no one wants to talk about any of this, right? No one wants to, dis, to get into this. Nobody wants to, uh, to touch this stuff because it's, it's too. And then when we go to court, I mean, you've seen this, Joey. I mean, we go to court and the judges don't want anything to do with it. They just say, you know, whatever the FDA says, well, we've got the FDA lying. We've got them showing that they knew this stuff causes cancer. We've got them showing that they knew that this stuff sheds. Uh, you know, I mean, I've got another study sitting right here. You know, they, I got, uh, of course, and Big Pharma just follows me around and they try and uh, they try and act like they're fact checking me, which I generally am thankful for because then I just... Uh, you know, come back and show them, you know, show them with the evidence that they're liars. But, you know, I've got the study design analysis of shedding studies for virus or bacteria based gene therapy and oncolytic products. Well, shedding's a real thing, right? Why did Pfizer have to do it in their on, on Cominardi? Why did the FDA do it? So we've got shedding, we've got all these things. I mean, we don't mind exposing our kids to these poisons. The courts don't want to deal with it. The courts are going to be really reticent to deal with the trans issues too. And so, you know, like I said, I think it'll be a real interesting thing to ask a court, hey, if a kid doesn't want to get vaccinated, can they be forced to vaccinate it in light of the fact that you've already said that, uh, you know, that a school can uh, can hide from their parents and the kid can decide whether or not they want to get an adedectomy surgery or, or you know, medical treatment for these sorts of things. So, yeah, I think the courts are going to have to go pick a side. They're going to, I mean, I'm eager to ask that question because. Yeah, it's going to be, it's be, gonna be very problematic for them. And, you know, even taking that a step further, when you see that the ACLU actually went to court to make sure that sex offenders didn't receive what they considered a barbaric, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah form of treatment, giving these, you know, sex hormones, cross sex hormones and, and, you know, puberty blockers and whatnot to these kids. They, they said, they said the word immoral. Yeah. Now they're going to turn around and give it to babies. Literally. Ba I mean, they're kids, young kids that they're giving this to. It is absolutely. That's why I laugh because it makes no sense. It's nonsensical. I mean, you'd have to sit there and look at this judge and say, for someone that's supposed to be so smart, how are you so freaking stupid? 
that you could sit here with a straight face and actually make this an issue that's a non-issue. You're going to try and let a parent give a kid something that the ACLU came in and argued against it and said it was an immoral treatment and in, inhumane and all these other things, but you're going to give it to a kid? Like, how does that even, like, pass the, the laugh test? It doesn't. So, again, we've got a war on our hands. We're going to have to root out some of these idiots. There's a bunch of stupid judges. I mean, I just put it that way. You know, if you're a judge and you and you have someone in your family that's got a mental illness and they've wanted to affirm themselves or whatever, great. But you shouldn't then become part of that, you know, community and start spreading your nonsense. And that's well, what no, we're having happening. No, but let's talk about that, right? This is a big issue. We're fine with the judges all over the damn place. These guys, your job as a judge is not to put your, your personal opinions in. Nobody cares exactly. about your personal opinion. You didn't get elected or hired to give anybody your personal. If you're a judge, your job is one thing. Apply the law as it's written to a set of facts. That's it. Sometimes you have to determine where a law is vague, how it should be interpreted. But your job is never to create or modify or shift the law where it's clear. And yet these these judges, they, they're so arrogant. They're just legislating from the bench. Them, they're putting their personal views. We've got to be able to start suing out. judges. If a judge is corrupt, they need to be able to be held accountable and civil They need court. to be able to be removed 100%. Yeah, we, we've got to have some accountability in the justice Hey, system. can I read this thing right here? Someone's saying that we need more volunteers for the February caucus in the state of Nevada. Guys, just so you know, we do our, our you know um, presidential primary by caucus here. The Dems have tried to come in and mess with how we do things. They want to pick our candidate in, in, in Nevada. The Republicans, we want to be able to pick our candidate. So we need everybody to make sure that they show up to their caucus, volunteer everywhere you can, jump in there. And again, I've been screaming this for the past year. We have got to get involved in the ballot harvesting. It's fully legal in Nevada. Talk to your friends and family. Talk to your workers. Ask them to bring their ballots in. You know, if they're if they're you know if they're middle of the road and they don't really know, trust me. There's other people out there trying to get those ballots. There's organizations out there that yeah. pay for ballots and give perks and bribes and everything. Now we can't do that, but I could definitely say, listen, you know, if you have friends or family or coworkers that don't really care, don't whatever, have them have them, have them bring you their ballots so you can make sure it gets turned in. And um, we've got to we've got to fight the fight with fire. If they want to fight with fire, we got to fight with fire back. Please yep. make sure you help with the caucus here in Nevada come February. Everyone can volunteer. Just show up to your to your precinct, or you know, jump online. You know, visit with us. We'll we'll get you squared away. And well, if you're in Nevada, follow Operation Sunlight. Yeah, Operation they're they're, Sunlight. they're tracking it. Operation Sunlight is what you want to follow when you're here in Nevada. Can someone throw that in the thing right there? Is Frank, that, right? Is that Beatles? Is Beatles, Sunlight. Beatles got yeah. Operation Sunlight, right? Yeah. Okay, so let me. I'll I want to stop right there because I want to talk about this because I want people to understand what we're talking about here. So in Nevada, instead of having a primary election, they have a caucus, right? And a caucus sure. is a little bit different. And uh, so the caucus is something everybody can get involved in. Joey, can can you talk a little bit about how that works? I mean, what what what's what help people understand the difference between the primary and a caucus? Uh, you know, primary you go and you vote for someone. Caucus, you got people representing. Let, let's talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, as, as far as I understand, I've actually never been involved in a presidential primary in Nevada in terms of the caucus because I was, you know, doing my own thing. I wasn't running. Yeah. You know, I, I was staying far away from everything as I could. I never wanted to run for office. I just know that you need to show up to your – Andrew, am I, am, I, am I right on that? Go to your precinct 
and make sure that you basically is, is what they said at the last meeting I was at. They said, look, we do things differently in Nevada. I believe it's February 8th. Show up to your precinct to talk with your friends and neighbors about who you want to send as the Republican you know, nominee to be to to be the you know the, the candidate for president. So I would just suggest to everybody follow Operation Sunlight. Number one, number two, show up to your to your precinct, you, wherever you vote, wherever you go to vote. You know, you want to show up there and um, make sure that however you guys are going to work together, that you're going to talk to your friends and neighbors and family members about who you want as your Republican primary candidate. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what you need to do is the caucus is what matters. You've got a primary on the, on the six, but it's really irrelevant. But uh, the, the caucus is how you determine who's going to do it. And that really comes to comes down to being involved with uh, letting the Republican Party know that you insist, you know, that, that they that they get the right people in the right places. And, you know, I mean, listen, when it comes to the presidency, what's going on is Donald Trump is the man. Everybody knows that the Democrats are doing anything that they can to try and undermine Trump and make sure he's not on the ballot because they know that Trump's going to win so big in November, that they're going to have a hard time stealing this election credibly. And that's what it all comes down to, because if they can steal it, they will. So they're very concerned about this. And you do need to be involved with this. You know, uh, we'll, we'll make sure that there's stuff out there. But you know, Robert Beatles has done a ton of good work on this. You know, we had him on here a while back. He's a, the guy's a hero fighting on all this stuff. You know, and uh, it's just important to-, to get involved, like what Flynn says that local action that you have to take to create a national impact. I know everyone works and everyone, I mean, I have so many friends that reach out to me to explain this stuff to them because they're like, oh, you're, you know, you're involved, you know what's going on. Well, I, I all you have to do is go to a meeting once in a while. This isn't, this doesn't take a lot. Just follow it and understand it. I mean, when Joey was running, one of our biggest things that we constantly had to talk about was what our, how our primary elections even worked. A lot of people didn't understand that if they were registered independent, they couldn't vote for him. They do all these little things and, and the, it, it, to make it to where they can control the elections. If you're not educated and you're not getting involved, then you're part of the problem. I'm sorry. You got to get off your ass yeah. and you got to get involved. And and listen, I don't like sitting in four hour long, you know, <laughs> precinct meetings either. Right. I, being precinct captain is really important. Getting in your neighborhood, knocking on doors, getting involved with the ballot harvesting. It doesn't take a lot of time. We're talking about maybe a couple hours on your weekend. But you have to get involved and you have to spread the awareness. You have to hit share. Nothing will change if we don't do anything in our neighborhoods. It starts there. Well, that's it, right? I mean, we, we've got to be active. We've got to be fighting. We've got to be supporting. If you don't know what a caucus is and you're in Nevada, no. If you don't know what a primary election is, no. Get involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the caucus is, is a party choice rather than a, a general vote. But you can you can do a lot. you got to be there. you got to be involved. you got to get to the, to the polls. And, uh, you know, only it's nice. I like the caucus concept if it's, if it's implemented correctly. And I don't know all the specifics of the Nevada caucus, but I know that, uh, you know, a lot of these caucuses, they required, you know, a demonstration that you're actually a legitimate, uh, you know, Republican. You have to actually mm-hmm. be, you, know, you can't just be a Democrat who says, Hey, I want a Republican ballot, which is a well, big we're issue. A Republic. And at the end of the day, like what Joey's doing in, um, you know, the school County there that he, like he said, there's a there's a board they vote and he's doing it all through the right bylaws and flipping things that they tried to corrupt and making them right again and anyone that wants to stand up and cry and get upset that they're making those changes well it goes to a vote this is a republic get involved or 
or don't stand up and say a word, right? Yeah. You cannot complain about what's going on in our elections if you're not getting involved with helping us, you know, fight it. Well, that's true. And uh, by the way, a little plug, TomRens.com. We need donations. We need support. Support our sponsors. Uh, check out code RENS. Uh, support us on the America Out Loud Network and the Tom Renz Show. Uh, hit hit share, Twitter, uh, Rumble, share, share, share. Help us get this stuff out there. If you're in Nevada, make sure you're checking out Joey and his work. What's what's next, Joey? What you got coming up? Well, um, we have uh, getting getting this superintendent squared away. We've got other um, folks in different places asking for some of the same guidance, I guess, and leadership. As we talked about, I heard you talk about when you first came on here. You know, um, there's just no one providing the leadership or actually going getting in there and showing, as I call it, spotlight spotlighting these cockroaches. Because at the end of the day, everyone talks about best for the kids, but I have yet to see any scenario where people are really worried about the kids. They're worried about their power, their control, their authority, their ability to do what they want to do, their money, their, their, their you know, their, their finances. No one gives a, gives a true, you know, uh, hoot about the kids. So again, we're just going to keep exposing it, man. I really do think when this is said and done, like we've only scratched the surface. I, I would love to be uh, yeah, I'd love to go on the Hodge Twins again. I'd love to go back on. I'd love to go you know, somewhere big to say, hey, look, I want to encourage everybody in every school board across the nation to look back and see what they did. Do an accounting. Do some, do some, you know, basically due diligence. Go back to April 2020 and look at everything they did. Go back with a fine-tooth comb and start looking at everything they – and look at stuff they even did. This is how, this is how I know – that you and I, Tom, Andrea, how we have all been right since this all started. When you start seeing them tinker with stuff, with bylaws and change things before the pandemic hit and make changes that, you know, teachers couldn't do this and parents couldn't do this. They were actually planning for this. Okay. And then of course it hits and they realize they're about to have a huge nightmare with parents. So they start, then they, then they distance learning the kids and they have meetings in private then they, then they, in some cases, they didn't even bring the meetings and public comments back for so long. So this was all a plan. And I would just encourage folks, get in there and look at what they did to the actual function, the processes and procedures of your school board as a power, as a legislative body, actually, because they get their, their, their authority from, from the legislature. It's vested with them. Go look at what they did to take that authority from the people because they did it everywhere they could. They thought to themselves, what if we lose because of the wave coming in, because all these parents have had it with our nonsense, they're going to come and flip our school board seats. So what do we need to do? If we, What do we need to have done and prepared for if we lose a few seats? What if we lose the whole thing? So they went and did that. That's a great thing up there. Keep your kids out of the school. You could do that. But I'll just say this. That's what people need to do. Go back and look through the processes and procedures that they started bringing forward in February, March, April 2020. And look at what they did and reverse that stuff. Make sure the power is vested with the board that's elected by the people. And so get they, rid of they anybody changed. that has stood in that way or tried to become some form of a of a of a obstacle or shut things down or slow any progress because that's what they're trying to do. And, and it's the bylaws, like you said. They changed bylaws. They like tried to rewrite everything. I mean, they did that with our elections too. Look at every state yeah. during that time. Look at what they were doing during the emergency use authorization across the board. But it's fascinating to look at the school districts as like a microscope of like the whole thing, right? Because we're seeing this like in every, every yeah, they area. Did it everywhere, and we can, they changed we can bylaws. So go through 
and look at every bylaw that was changed. I mean, they even did it in our precincts and our in our counties and our po politics, everything. Yeah, well, this is what we've got going on. We have a bureaucratic state uh, and the bureaucrats are running everything. Joey, how can people support you? How can they back you? What can they do for you? You know, just again, you know, I'm here in Reno. You know, I've got joeygilbert.com. You know, obviously people can go on joeygilbert.com. They can go on my law firm, joeygilbertlaw.com and just sign up so we can reach you so we can get you out in the newsletter. Um, you know, I haven't really done any, you know, asking for any help right now because I've just been back in in my uh, in my zone. I'm a lawyer. I love fighting. I love fighting these guys head on. So all I could say is support, um, you know, good candidates support. You know, if you can come out to the school board meetings, if you can be a part of this stuff, county commission, school board, city council, get to this stuff. Make sure your voice is heard and don't just take, you know, their word for it, because I'm telling you, there is definitely, you know, um, ulterior motives at place here in play here. And they know it's not about your kids. It's about taking control of their of your kids. It's not about protecting your children or making sure they're educated, making sure they're sure they're functionally literate. They don't care about that. They care about themselves and they care about their own little their narrative. That's right. And while you're at it, go to tomrens.com. We need donations. We need support. Get our books, Mod RNA, Why They Matter and Other Essays, CBDCs, Why They Matter and Other Essays. Get us out there. Get, share donations tom ren show on the america out loud network rumble uh twitter follow us share us get us out there thank you all for watching <laughs>